How to Create a Glitch Monologues. Season 1, Chapter 1. So, with this recording, I'd like to do something a bit different tonight. I'd like to just talk about a few topics in relation to my experiences and simulation theory and maybe tell a few stories. So first off, I'd like to say that you'll notice that the vast majority of my work in this area is in relation to the structure or architecture of what I describe as reality. What that basically means is I don't delve too far into the question of whether reality is a simulation. I focus more upon the structure of experience and existence for the purposes of identifying patterns and for the purposes of using those patterns to draw conclusions about what ultimately reality is made of. Now, this is an important distinction, because a lot of people probably come to this podcast in order to investigate the question of whether or not reality is a simulation, and that's fine. But one should be aware that the argument or the assertion that I'm making is that because reality has a certain structure and a certain architecture, we could draw conclusions from that about the nature of reality itself. So that's the first point. The second point I'd like to point out is that reality is fundamentally layered. And what I mean by that is that there are distinct levels of experience that one can have of reality. And in some of my earlier podcasts, I go so far as to try to describe those layers of reality. But I would like to point out that when I say that reality is layered, what I'm essentially asserting is that there are distinct levels of experience that one can have about reality. And these distinct levels of experience are fundamentally different and fundamentally enmeshed in each other, such that in the ordinary course, if you're on one level, you wouldn't necessarily understand that there is a higher level. But your experiences are nested in so much as they are a part of the higher level such that if you act in a lower level, that action is incorporated into the experience of the higher level. Now I'd like to explore this idea a bit further. The first way I'd like to explore that idea is from the standpoint of interpretation of others' behavior. Now in the ordinary course, when two people are communicating in public or three people or four people or five people, there's a level of expressive behavior below the conscious, which stems from their bodily or their body posture, their body language. Now we assume that that level of communication body language is nothing more than what it is. It's a physical representation or attenuation of vocal language. What we fail to recognize is that, in fact, body language is more than that. Essentially, what I'm asserting is that each level of expressive language represented by some physical coordinate of our experience is a complete and separate reality in and of itself. So for example, if you look at a person talking to another person in a public place and you were to break down their language to all the various components, starting with their verbal language, their eye contact, their facial movements, their posture, their hand movements, etc., what you would find is that each level of language expresses a distinct component of a nested narrative, and that distinct component of a nested narrative is in and of itself a distinct reality. So, what I'm essentially saying is when someone is speaking to another person and expressing meaning through the various mechanisms of their body, what they're in fact doing is communicating on multiple levels. 5-6. I don't know the exact number, but each of these levels expresses a distinct narrative, and that distinct narrative is reflective of a distinct reality. It is only in experiencing each of these distinct levels of meaning that one can come to understand the full extent of the narratives expressed in a very simple conversation. Now, language is nested, just as I have described. 
but there's another level of nesting or level to existence or to reality. So, there's another way of looking at the question as well, which is from the standpoint of our thoughts now internally, we interact with our experience of reality by our imagination and our imagination is a kind of projector of our experience. So, what this basically means is when we perceive something, we tend to project an interpretation of that thing upon our experience of reality, which ultimately changes that experience of reality. So, what I'm basically saying is the conclusions that we draw with our imagination, create anticipatory expectations about what ultimately will happen in the near future. And those anticipatory expectations become blended with the substance of being such that our subsequent experience is in some way altered or manifested as a result of the interpretations that we hold internally of our experience or our externalities. So, because the imagination is a projector and because that imagination draws conclusions about reality and also shapes reality, we have to understand that. We have to understand that what we're interacting with in a given moment is more reflection of who we are than it is a reflexive reflection of anything external. So, what I mean by this is if our mind is disjointed, if our thoughts are disjointed, then our experience of reality will be disjointed and reality itself will be disjointed and disconnected. So, let's say you're sitting down and you're watching a television program, and through this television program, you're experiencing the world according to certain narratives. Now, if those narratives are disjointed and disconnected, if your thoughts are disjointed, disconnected, then your mind is going to shape your experience of that television program in such a way that it becomes disjointed and disconnected. And the reason for that is because your thoughts don't just reflect reality. They manifest reality, and as they manifest reality, you interact with it. And so, there's an exaggeration or an inertia to the process of experiencing the reality through an external internal process. But enough of that for the day, I've said enough, and I'll end this podcast by saying that in the next episode, I'll tell you a few more stories and we'll move on to some other subjects.